Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Cashley and Greg back with another episode of Black Techies. It's been a little minute. You know, life life is happening. So, you know, got to try to stay in front of that. So uh, a lot going on, but we're back to talk tech, wrestling, life. Uh, what's going on with you, Greg? Uh, not much. Um, getting towards the tail end of the year. Um, life's pretty good. Um, Christmas is about to kick my ass. Um, because just like every <laughs> year, people don't tell you what they want for Christmas. They just allude to shit, and you have to right. try to figure it out. Um, mm-hmm. but shout out to uh, shout out to apps like Klarna and Affirm because that's where I'm gonna be <laughs> purchasing my stuff this year. So I don't have to right. make that that one big purchase in December mm-hmm. and then hope. And pray that you know I have the money later on. Um, Work-wise, right. pretty good. I'm hoping that um, I get a bonus this year because I've been there long mm-hmm. enough to receive one. But right, but just to briefly touch on my boss, who I thought was, I think it's pretty interesting. Like she, great woman. I, I really like this boss compared to like my previous boss for sure. Um, she is a little bit different working with the boss who. They, they're very organized. I can tell she's organized, but the issue that I think even I've told you about is sometimes she's forgetful because she has so much going Mm -hmm. on and that's a, it's not a problem for me. It just, it's more so it's like, okay, how are you this busy to forget things? Right. So there was a, a task I was supposed to do, um, on the 17th of November. Mm-hmm. And I think I told you, like, I scheduled it in advance because you can schedule emails. I mean, it's 2023, right? So I scheduled right. it in advance to come out. And somehow on the back end, like, the scheduled email never came out. So she emails me today. Mm-hmm. And I was like, hey, yeah, you, you told me about, you know, this email that's supposed to go out. And, you know, this, that, and the third. And she was... She wasn't giving a pushback. She, it was just more like she was kind of annoyed about it. Like, no, mistakes happen, but this isn't even a mistake. This was just weird that it just never actually went through. And I showed right. her that the email itself just didn't, like, it was. It didn't even move out of the outbox. It was still sitting in there. Wow. Which is like, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, so it's like, it's, it was scheduled to go out, and it just never did. And... Right. I guess what I do is I do a lot of like making sure that I cover myself to make sure there's no mistakes, right? And one of the things I definitely did was, you know, I, I'm one of those, uh, what do you call it? Like screenshot things and stuff. That way yeah. I have it documented. Mm-hmm. And for me, I went to tech help. And she was like, oh, yeah, don't worry about that, blah, 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 blah. But it's like, yeah, I don't want it to seem like it's uh, like me making an excuse, but it's definitely one of those things where it's like, I just don't want to be blamed later on. No. Right. I'm on my show, but basically, you know, when it came to that, like everything was good, but the holiday party is this year, right? So Mm -hmm. uh, when I say this year, I mean this week, this week coming up and she hasn't really like got her ducks in a row for this holiday thing. So I've been facilitating Mm -hmm. everything and she is one of those type of bosses where she... Like she'll allow, she'll let you do the task and delegate the task, and then come in after the fact and yeah. like think that she's clearing up something. It's like you're not clearing up anything. You're just you. If you could have done this, like I didn't have to do it. Like if you would give me the task, kind of like allow me to do the task, complete the task. So one of the tasks right. that I had 
was to order tickets for the Washington Capitals. We're babysitting, dog sitting a dog, and she mm. is running around losing her mind right now. But oh, okay. Yes, they have like these doggy blitz, like blitzes. But one second, stop upstairs. Sorry about that. Uh, again, mm-hmm. th- this is life in podcasting. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what had happened was I ordered these tickets, but when I say ordered, I had gone and reached out to the agency. So I think it was called like Monumental, right? So I reached out to mm-hmm. Monumental and I asked them about purchasing these tickets because, again, per my boss, she wanted everything done ahead of time. This was a month ago. So going back and forth, and then she tells me, she's like, hey, you know, can you check to see if, you know, we can get some tickets, some good seats? Now, when most people are telling you to find good seats, they usually give you a budget. They're like, hey, this is what we don't want to spend. This is what we do want to spend. This is what we can allocate. So basically, I found some tickets that were 169 right? And reached out to the guy. She messages and she's like, hey, um, can we look for tickets that are in the the 140 to the 160 range? And I was like, what is the difference? And then in my head, I'm like, what's the difference in the nine bucks, right? Like, if it's going to hurt y'all for nine bucks, that's a little bit crazy, but I doubt that's the case, right? You just, you know, you have to put your little stamp on it. And when I say little, I'm not trying to be like facetious about it, but it's one of those mm-hmm. things where you gave me a task and then you're still adding like salt that don't need to be there. Like you're making the right. dish, like... You, your own, right? So today, I get the prices finally for the tickets that we need. And the guy and I going back and forth, we maybe had like two exchanges. She jumps in in the midst of it and she says, hey, mm-hmm. can we get the tickets again that are 169 Now, mind you, she was the one main one telling me it has to be between 140 and 160 She was also saying, mm-hmm. can we find cheaper tickets? Can we find tickets that are in that price range? So to still even go mm-hmm. out of the budget, it's like, you have to, at some point, for me, I think I know better to just like let people be who they are because that's just who they're going to be. Right. But I'm, I'm sure there will be a moment where I have to like ask more because what I've been doing is I have to clarify with her before you know before I do anything because she'll tell you something on Monday and she's very like organizing the thought of what's supposed to happen. But then by Thursday, Mm -hmm. when you give it back to her, she can't really, I won't say she doesn't remember it, but she definitely is like, well, can we change something about it? It's like, you gave specific directions on Monday. Now your directions on Thursday are different, but you don't remember the directions that you gave. And she's like, no, I remember. Like, here's my email. I was like, okay, if you say so, right? Whatever. Long story less long, I told you I go into the office one day a week, and she usually Mm -hmm. goes in with me as well. Um, I've been going into the office solo for about a month. And the reason why is she has stuff going on in her house. She has like people coming in and fixing things and stuff like that. No big deal. That mm-hmm. Trust me. If it was like that for me, I would be doing the same thing. I'd be like, hey, I got to stay home right. and everything. But for, for me, the commute is just a little bit much. Um, for reference mm-hmm. for anybody, it's about a 45-minute like Uber ride to get to wow. my office. Yeah. And that's one day a week. Now someone was saying, well, great. It's only one day a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing. It's a 45 minute ride early in the morning. Everybody's right. trying to get home at night. 
So that commute mm-hmm. and, and a Lyft or an Uber would be a little bit more, which means that that's more money. Um, so right. I'm not, I'm a very, like a very frugal spender in certain departments. I'll go and buy all the tech in the world, but I would hate to spend money on Ubers, right? <laughs> so right, yeah. <laughs> for me, like the, the $44, $45 is starting to be taxing because I'm like, oh, like if you can stay home, I can stay home or we mm-hmm. can alternate. Okay. You come in two weeks out of the month. I come in two weeks out of the month. Like right. it should be able to work like that. But I'll go in on Tuesday and I'll find out that she's not coming in when I'm there. And it's like, how does that work? Though? But mm-hmm. again, that's not me arguing. I really enjoy my job. Um, and when I say I enjoy it, there are times and periods where there's nothing really to do. And she's not asking for a lot. It's a very low maintenance job. Um, and it, the pay is right. My little quirks that I have is because when I, when I get my directions, I like to get my directions and still be able to add my own element to it and to add my own little creativity to these things. Right. And mm-hmm. one thing I learned from the previous job is not everybody really wants you to be creative. They, they just want you to do what they think is the work. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. Right. So what I do is, I go and I ask, like this boss, I ask her for specific directions. And right now we're in that phase where we're still learning each other. We're still learning our quirks. And eventually she's going to relinquish the reins and be like, okay, this is who Greg is. And we should allow him to like go through with it. Because since mm-hmm. August, since I've been there, what's been happening is her and I had banter before anything is done, which it's mm-hmm. nice to have that. But this is how, like, minute it can be. We can be, like, doing the holiday party or whatever, right? And I think I showed you, like, her rendition of the thing that had gone out. So, Right, yeah. So here's an example for anybody who's listening. So we was, I'm supposed to schedule the holiday activities for the holiday party. No big deal. You would think, okay, well, you can just tell the people that work with us, because it's not that many, in an email, hey, these are the games that we want to play. Boom, right? Everybody should be fine with that. My boss, she wants to pretty fight. And she <laughs> she gave me directions of, hey, just, you know, draft up like an email of everything yep. that you need for, you know, everything for the games, like white elephant, left, right, um, ugly sweater contest and all that. I'm like, cool, I could do that. When someone says that, you're thinking when you say draft it up, it's in the form of an email. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, she was like, make it a, then she says to make it a flyer. Now, mind you, when most people say make things a flyer, it's usually, okay, holiday party, like that, right? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. all of that. What she wanted to make the story less long, she wanted me to take the context of what could have been the text in the body of the email and put it in the flyer. Wow. And, <laughs> and to me, it was like, it was defeating the purpose because... Mm-hmm. Today, I even told her, I was like, you know, and when I say told her, I pretty much was like suggesting that it it doesn't look right because mm-hmm. sending out the flyer with the body of the email, like the email of body is in the flyer. Whoever's looking at that email is going to open it up and say, it's a blank email with an attachment. Maybe I have to, you know, click the attachment, but then they're going to look at this flyer with all the text that could have been in the email. To me, yeah. it just didn't, it didn't make sense. So I told her, I was like, mm-hmm. you know, do you want me to put anything in the body of this email? Because 
it just looks blank. It just looks like I just sent a blank email with an attachment, like something's missing. So what I did mm-hmm. was without her, you know, opinion and thought process behind it, because it would have just been trivial to go back and forth with her. I just put, hey, everybody attached is this. You know, this is the holiday activities. Can't wait to see you all next week. Doing that made the email better. But mm-hmm. what she did, she didn't get it. She had an idea in her head that sounded good. But when she actually had to implement it, because mind you, I'm the one doing the task. But she was delegating and she didn't realize it didn't make sense to put the body of the entire body of the email in the flyer. So she was like, Greg, that was actually a better idea. And I was like, thank you. This is the kudos. But I definitely need people to kind of understand this is for anybody who has a job or something like that. Like, you don't have you have to sometimes not give pushback to your boss and to like people that you work with, but you have to give them an understanding of like your perspective may be great. Right. If you mm-hmm. were doing the task. But if I'm pretty much doing the task and I'm explaining to you, this is not how this looks and it looks weird. If it looks weird to the person creating it, it's absolutely going right. to look weird for the, the people who are going to actually mm-hmm. open it and seeing it. And that's right. What ends up happening is you get looked at as if you're an F because, again, if Greg sent out a blank email with no text and an attachment. They're going to be like, why the fuck did Greg send an email with nothing, you know, right. nothing mm-hmm. added to it? And she would have been like, oh, well, you know, she probably would have said, hey, I would, you know, there's one of two ways. I told Greg to do that or, well, you know, we talked about it and that's the direction he wanted to go. She could either go one the other way, but it doesn't work in my favor. So at some point you have to kind of fend for yourself and do things alone and it's like work it out right. that way. Overall, that's work. I know that was like a whole 10 minute thing. So hopefully <laughs> that was a, enough for y'all because uh, tr- truth be told, I don't have a lot else going on. Um, mm-hmm. Once I get past this little phase with like learning her and her learning me, you probably won't even hear about work because to be honest, like my work days for it to be a seven and a half hour work day, it feels like two, two and a half because mm, yeah, I, I'm one of those type of people. I like to do my work when I get it mm-hmm. immediately. Mm-hmm. I like to check it and just be done with it. Um, Right. And coming from not the agency, but the previous firm I worked at, everybody knows the thing that I hated the most was the hurry up and wait of big companies and organizations where your work is done, but you still have to wait for it to touch two or three other people's hands and they're dragging their feet. And then it's five o'clock. And you're like, OK, I'm just waiting to leave. But the tasks aren't done. When I'm at home, my tasks are done by 11. So I can say, you know what? I'm going to go walk the, you know, the dog for 10 minutes. I'm going to go make myself lunch. But before the previous firm I was at, I shit you not, I was attached to that computer from 9.30 in the morning to 5.30 in the evening. And it wasn't mm-hmm. even busy work. It was just like you have to be seen as if you're looking like you're doing work. And you have to, quote, unquote, I'm trying to find a phrasing for it. You have to mm-hmm. take, take your time but not take long. I think that's the perfect way right. saying. Uh, like, yeah, take your time right. to do your work, but hey, we got deadlines. It's like, okay, right. cool. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, let me just get it out the way then. Yeah, but if you get it out of the way, then that means we got to give you more work because we have to make it look like you're doing work. It's like, or you could just say, well, he did his fucking work. We paid him to do the work. He did it. So it's okay if he goes and relaxes right. or something like that. But what, what about you? You have so much other <laughs> shit outside of me. What's going on in your world? Wow. Well, let's see. Um, the home clothing is tomorrow. So 
We're coming to the finish line. It's official and it's been such wow. a journey. Yeah. Wow. Like <laughs> and it's crazy be because Yeah, because like well, to kind of get into my house search journey, right? It kind of started mm-hmm. like pre-pandemic in 2019. So that's mm-hmm. when I started looking at houses. Like I didn't know what I was doing. I was just looking. Um, but then the pandemic hit and it's like, okay, I'll put that on hold. Then I started back looking like late 2021, 2022. And it's like the housing market just looked real funny here in North Carolina. And I got real discouraged real quick. And I mean, the housing prices down here, the gentrification, I don't, I don't even understand. Like it's, you're talking about maybe three bedroom homes for like $500,000. And it's like, who's paying that for that? You know, and then you go downtown and they're building like a million dollar condos. And it's like, who's buying all this? And it's like, what is the whole point? And then, you you know, just kind of getting discouraged. and then. I would say maybe around maybe August 2023 this year, I started to get back into the housing search. And mm-hmm. um, it, it was a point of just narrowing down what me and Griffin wanted to do. Like, okay, where do we want to be? What kind of house? And um, at that point, that's when we realized we are, we're not going to focus on pre-owned homes. We're going to look at new builds yeah. and see what they have to offer. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And we and we actually found one that we like loved. And it was crazy yeah. how it happened because we were looking at a pre-owned home and they wanted like an offer by like five o'clock that day. And it's like, no, I'm not mm-hmm. doing that. Like, <laughs> like, I don't yeah. I don't do all that. And then um, our real estate agent told us about um, um, this new build in Durham. You know, maybe we should go check it out. And, you know, we did. We toured a home and it's like it just had everything we wanted, which is like unheard of. It's like to have a home that has like all the stuff that you're looking for mm-hmm. and it's within your price range. It's like, wow. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Yeah, so I think we went, I think we asked for the contract that day, you know, yeah. and then it was just starting the process, you know, um, finding a lender. It's like we went in with a pre-approval. So mm-hmm. then, you know, the lender and the builder, they were offering incentives if you go with their preferred lender. So that's what we ultimately are going with and, you know, getting a move-in ready home. So exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, let me let me first start by saying congratulations because Yes, thank um, you. As much as people try to shit on being a homeowner, there's no greater feeling outside of yes. <laughs> finally paying your mortgage and shit. Um Right, yeah. I, you don't have to worry about every year, oh well, guess what? I have to you know, look to see mm-hmm. if the rent increase or something like that. Um right. added value to you and your home. Like you can do what mm-hmm. you want. Like, you know what, I'm a mount of fucking TV. And can't nobody say right. anything. Like all those mm-hmm. things matter. Uh, yeah. The process is um, yours was smoother than mine. Let me just <laughs> say that. Um, mm-hmm. I ain't even gonna go into it. It, it it it's not a good housing market. So let me just make it yeah. overarching. Like it's it's not a good housing market. Um, like you said, mm-hmm. the the pre existing homes that people live in 
they are lowballing the shit out of everybody just to be in a buyer's market, which I think is mm-hmm. absolutely insane. Because when you think about, oh, well, you live, you know, you've lived in this house, you changed up things that work for you. And here mm-hmm. you are now pretty much telling people, hey, I want the highest price so I can mm-hmm. go and live or not live, um, but I can go and be on the market again. Um, cause mm-hmm. the interest rates are not low. Um, mm-hmm. but the beauty, yeah. the beauty in it is once you get a home, you will be able to refinance. And right. I feel yeah. as though it's better to get the house now, eat the mm-hmm. bullet of, okay, this is what the mortgage is going to be for a little bit, but you can refinance yep. at that point. Um, yeah, I was talking, I was talking to our, in- you know, to my in-laws and, I told them, I was like, when we got in, because they, they helped us, um, when we got our home in 2022, they um, mm-hmm. the interest rates at that point were at like 4%, between like 4, 4.5%. They're like mm-hmm. roughly at like 8% now. So people are like, yep. mm-hmm. do I really want to buy and stuff like that? Like my sister, same thing. Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. They want to buy, but yep. they want to play the waiting game. There's no such thing as waiting for a house. Yeah, like, it's not. Yeah. If you don't get something, and I say something, somebody's like, you just want somebody to get anything? I'm like, not really. I want you to get something yeah, that you no. want to live in. Because right, yeah. the way that the market is, like, it's not as bad as it was last year. It was like, okay, you see a house in the market, and then there's five offers. Like, now you may mm-hmm. see one or two offers, but those people right. are asking for everything. The agent's trying to work you and be like, okay, yeah, this house is going to be like 400, but it's putting the offer for 450. You're like, but why? Like, what, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. And the, their answer is, well, you won't get the home because there's so many offers. That right. could be true, but for the most case, it's it's not. Um, and I listen to um, it's a home buying podcast. Shout out to them. I just can't remember the name, um, but I'll look mm-hmm. it up while you're you know you're giving, giving the wrestling thing. But what I was told is the market, when it does crash and you refinance, your mortgage is lower, which means, okay, you, right now, what you can afford is what you can afford. But then mm-hmm. the load gets lightened when that market <laughs> crashes, which is inevitable. Because when we get into like tech and everything, we'll start talking mm-hmm. about how like inflation has really killed off everything. But yeah. what I wanted to say was just like, congratulations, because that the closing day is so dope. Um, because yeah. you want to obviously take the photo was like, Hey, <laughs> we, we got a house and shit. Right. Um, mm-hmm. but the, the signing the documents and just knowing that as official, it's like, Oh, this is mine now. It's, yeah. it, it's mm-hmm. something for us. Um, I was telling a buddy that was like, well, great. How long do you plan on staying in the house? I was like, for honestly, as long as possible, if the market doesn't yeah. crash mm-hmm. for another two years, I'll be in this bitch for two, you know, the, the goal is to be in here until Skylar is at least 10. Like, and the reason why I say that is because she's three now. If we're here for seven years, by the time she's like, what, 11, 12, she'll want to do something different. She wants to go to high school, which means we have, you know, more, we'll need more house. But I know mm-hmm. when the market crashes, I'm going to want more house as well. So it's like, do you want to mm-hmm. buy when the market crashes? Because at that point, the market crashes and everybody's going to want to sell, including mm-hmm. you. I'm like, no, I'll, I'll just sit on mine right now. Um, my right. in-laws, I think they refinanced and a few of my friends refinanced when the market of risk, you know, initially crashed. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think Eric said he got his at like his interest rates at 3.2, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. 
Right. So if it ever crashes again and it gets back to 3.2, oh, I'm refinancing. Mm-hmm. And for anybody who's listening, if you want to sell and you have a family member who wants to buy a home, sell it to them. That yeah. way, mm-hmm. that, that's, that stays with them. Or, you know, do what I don't want to say white people do because everybody, you know, there's all genders and races who do it. But mm-hmm. rent the shit out. Rent it out. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That that mortgage that you you know you could be paying like you know nineteen to twenty five hundred for like you can go and charge that because now people would rather have an entire house and pay and rent twenty five hundred than right. every year have to go to a new apartment building find a moving company mm-hmm. and figure that shit out so that's right like, again homeowner just this talk I can't wait until. Like the moving week for you, because I, I want to hit yes. like a checklist of the things that you <laughs> like you're looking for. Um, you having to go to Home Depot for the first time. Oh man, yeah. Well, yeah, we like home. we've actually we've actually started all that, but yeah, we can definitely talk about that after we move because we move actually this week. So, so oh yeah, um, oh yeah, yeah. Like and um, it's it's really dope with the closing because it's going to be hybrid closing. So mm-hmm. they've already sent me the documents that I'm going to be signing and I'll get to e-sign those. But when I get to closing tomorrow, it's like I'll just have like a few documents to sign. So it won't okay. be like this long drawn out thing. And I've already wired the money. So it's like. Oh, yeah. It's official, official now. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I can't wait. Yep. You, you're going to lose your mind. You're going to be like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 and the shopping. To, oh, my God. That's going to be. Legit, the, yes. the first housewoman. I I can't <laughs> wait. Yes. Well, outside that, because I you know I know we we can talk about houses and shit for mm-hmm. forever. Let Let's get straight into the shit. Um. Usually, usually you introduce it. I I want to switch it up because, yes. ladies and gentlemen, um, they they've done something that I didn't think they were going to do, and mm-hmm. put on a a performance of a pay per view. Yes. I looked at my notes of like pay-per-views and I've never on like the sports desk ever given a pay-per-view an A. The closest I gave mm-hmm. was the Stone Cold uh the Stone Cold WrestleMania and I gave that a B. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I gave it the B was because of Roman and a few other matches. Right. For the, the overarching weekend. But that was two days. Um yes. this got an A mm-hmm. for everything. Like it checked every box for me. Yeah. It had the the right mix of men's matches and women's matches the storylines mm-hmm. made sense the sequencing was perfect the, mm-hmm. the the wrestlers they picked to be in this match was like okay either they're going somewhere it, it felt like this was like day one of wrestlemania Th- that yep. card could have been day one of wrestlemania and mm-hmm. i would have never known the difference um it was a full to me it was a fully stacked card and mm-hmm. This is from top to bottom. The pre-show, I wasn't annoyed and I didn't turn it off. I was like, oh, okay, here, here we are. Like, we, this is, like, mm-hmm. actually entertaining. And for me, on a Saturday night, usually I'm like, okay, well, Greg, I'm going to go out. I'm going to hang out. I sat my ass on the couch for roughly four hours, not knowing what to expect and got nothing but surprises. Like, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, so if you want to know my grade in advance, that's what it is. Um, when you know, Cash, if you want to just go through the list of the matches and stuff, yes. Like, let, let's get to it because, oh boy, I'm excited. Yes. So, definitely, Survivor Series War Games was on November 25th, this past Saturday, live from Chicago, Illinois. Um, 
But yeah, let's get into um, the cards. So we kicked it off with the women's war games match. Now this was Team EST, which was Bianca Belair, uh, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and Shotzi versus uh, Damage Control, which is Yo Sky, who is the current women's champion. Bailey, uh, Kyrie Sane, who's recently come back, and also Asuka. Listen, when they kicked this off, the ladies, they were cooking. Like, from start to finish, yes. they cooked the whole entire time. I was so happy that, the, you know, the ladies represented. Um, great way to kick off the show. Um, some of the, probably the standout spot was with EO Sky when she jumped off the cage in the trash yes. can. Like, that was just crazy. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, that, that was, yeah. Just like I'm, I'm co-signing because every, yeah. everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, like those the the moments. I was like, oh my god, like these mm-hmm. are WrestleMania moments happening in November. Mm-hmm. Like, what the fuck is right. happening right now? Like, yeah, god, yeah, and it's like the ladies. I feel like set the tone, yes, uh, for the show, and definitely set the tone for the men's war games match. It's like the fellas just had to. They had to step up to kind of match what the ladies were working with. So, and of yeah. course, uh, Team EST pulled out the win. So Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, and also Bianca Belair and uh, Shotzi as well. They won that match. And in that match, you know, there was a little moments of tension between uh, Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair. You know, kind of playing up on on that. But mm-hmm. ultimately, in the uh, in the match, they hugged it out. And, you know, in the uh, press conference afterwards, they said, you know, they were kind of, you know, courting their friendship again. So um, Mm -hmm. let's see what comes out of that. But, yeah, definitely I gave that match a really high A. I mean, just amazing. Shout out to the ladies for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm agreeing. A. I don't have any context behind everything you said. Just it's checking all of God. It's just it's so dope. Yo, like. Yeah, coming from, coming from like all the the bad beat writing, and I, we definitely need to touch on that. Like at the end of the card, like you know when we mm-hmm. talk about like the bad beat writers and how they kind of like canned Survivor Series, like they just pretty much shit on it for the week mm-hmm. leading up, and a lot of the the speculation was you know on the attention of someone else who wasn't even a part of this card. They were just mm-hmm. already writing this off as being one of the worst pay per views of the year, and I can mm-hmm. tell you. This was better than Crown Jewel. This was yes. better than yes. the last. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Crown Crown Jewel wishes that it could have mm-hmm. been Survivor Series. And right, yeah. the 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 interesting part about this is the card only had I think it was like five. I think it was five matches. And yeah, yeah like like yeah, like five matches. Yeah, yeah. So it was only imagine having a a list like let's say like an A grade five match pay per view. We've mm-hmm. said this before, like, maybe they should extend the length of the matches and lower the amount of fights. Because mm-hmm. some of these cards don't need eight matches. Some right. of them, they, they run long in a tooth. This, the storylines, I get it. Like, the War Games match, like, two rings side by side. Like, you, you mm-hmm. have, you're telling the story. One of the War Games ones I'll get into later, um... It didn't even tell me a story. It just kept me entertained. And sometimes that's mm-hmm. all it takes. But the women have proven to me time and time again, like, 
there needs to be a woman only card again. I don't I don't think we've gotten one since what was that twenty twenty one? That was when that's when Stephanie she did the all women's card and I think I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But we had said that that was one of the better pay-per-view cards. And for this, it was even, you know, this card was even when it comes to men and women. But the to set the tone the way that the women did, I was just like, yes, this, if this is where we start at, cool. Because you, you couldn't take that away from me. Like, mm-hmm. it would have been, been worse if they had, like, a pre-match that was like, fuck, like, here we go. Now we got this bullshit. And then you get mm-hmm. into that. They set the tone for it where everybody, like you said, they had to show up because the women showed up and they had the moment of the night, the first match of the night. So, yeah, yeah this this match specifically gets an eight for me. Like, eight. so actually, hold on. Um, do I do I really want to do this? My, you know, what? <laughs> fine. My first A plus match of twenty twenty three happened mm-hmm. in November. This. Yes, this match, and I'm going to go back over it towards the end of the year about like my worst and best matches, right? But mm-hmm. this one is an A plus because I wasn't expecting it, and her jumping off uh, goddamn cage in the trash can—I've never seen it before. I- I've legitimately never seen it. I've seen the kendo mm-hmm. sticks. I've seen people jump off a of hell in the cell and stuff like that. But to blindly jump mm-hmm. off of a cage and hope yep. that, that the people can catch you. Mm-hmm. And you can hurt yourself in the process. Kudos, kudos, yeah. because how do you how do you match that? Yeah, and I think before we really proceed further into this mm-hmm. car, like in case folks don't know the history of war games, like it, it, it's not new. It's it's actually well over thirty years old. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, war games began back in the territory days, so National Wrestling Alliance. Um, Back in 1987, it was created by Dusty Rhodes, um, the legendary Dusty Rhodes. So, um, of course, under Jim Crockett Promotions, National Wrestling Alliance, and then eventually in the World Championship Wrestling. So just a brief history on war games and why it's so, why it's one of the most important events in wrestling history. Um, it, It really is legendary, like, you know, Folks like Dusty Rhodes, of course, Ric Flair, um, Lex Luger, Arn Anderson, uh, Tully Blanchard, you know, all think of all those cats, Ricky Steamboat, like all those cats took uh, a part of war games back in the day. So to see, you know, WWE um, bring it back full swing like this is actually awesome to see because, you know, mm-hmm. we grew up watching it back in the day, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, so to see where it, see what happened last Saturday night and how they were able to put on great war games matches. And of course, shout out to NXT because they brought it back to NXT um, as well. So, you know, NXT, they did, you know, what they had to do with it. But seeing on the main roster like this with the ladies and the men was absolutely awesome. So just wanted to give that brief history. But um Next up on the card was the Intercontinental Championship, the Miz versus champion Gunther. Um, mm-hmm. I got to say, I'm, I'm so happy with Gunther and where he's taken this championship reign. We're talking like over 400 something days. And I don't think he's had like a bad title defense. Like that's just 
I mean, that that's actually awesome. And that's literally like he hasn't had a bad title defense. And yeah. normally, if you look at a champion, you'll think, okay, well, this for this match that they had, it won't all that. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, but with Gunther, it's like he hasn't had a bad title defense. And to, you know, last Saturday was no different. So the Miz, I mean, I don't, I don't know if people are sleeping <laughs> on the Miz, but I think people are sleeping on the Miz. I mean, he's a two-time Grand Slam champion. He's absolutely awesome on the mic. I mean, he at this point he's doing what the company needs him to do. You know what I'm saying? Like he's awesome in the ring. He's making his component his opponents look absolutely awesome. So, I mean, yeah, this this title match was no was no different, and honestly, I gave this one an A as well. Um, yeah. Like I said, shout out shout out to Gunther, yeah, and and definitely the Miz as well. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to go with the same grade. No particular reason why. Um, just it just feels like whenever I see a Gunther match, I'm never disappointed, and his right. opponent doesn't get buried to the point where it's like. They can't go mm-hmm. up from there. So again, Gunther, like, please just we we need you to get Roman next. I don't know if they just waiting on it. If they just like, you know what, like SummerSlam, but yeah, please, like, and you know, and I'm glad you said that too. Like, you know, Gunther doesn't bury his opponents, and and it's odd that you mentioned Roman Reigns right after that because I mm-hmm. feel like they've got Roman so big at this point, he's gonna bury everybody that he gets in the ring with exactly. you know what i'm saying i mean case in point the demon finn balor i mean finn balor was not the same after that match um uh daniel bryan he 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 left and went to aew now he's brian danielson i mean it's like you know it's like once you once you build an uh and a uh, competitor up to that point where over a thousand days and their champion it's like whoever you stack them up against they're going to bury them like it's like you know and, and really where where do they go from there and i guess that's a conversation from enough for another day but I, i'm glad you really mentioned that because gunther does not bury his opponents like he puts on a great match but he's not to the point where he's burying people when he mm-hmm. beats them and that's good so yeah Okay. All right. Yeah. Look, look at this. yeah. Two, two A matches. Yeah. Back to back though. Back. To yeah. Back to back. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely follow up um, with that match was um, Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you know me in the group chat. I've been waiting for Santos's heel turn mm-hmm. for a while now. And I and, and looking back, I see what WWE was trying to do. I see it. It was like a slow build. It wasn't overly obvious, but you can kind of tell like there was a heel come heel turn going to happen, and mm-hmm. it finally happened. So Santos Escobar, in case uh, those listening aren't that familiar, um, he turned on Ray. Actually, back in, um, it was the summer, no, it was the SmackDown after Crown Jewel, mm-hmm. right? So, him, Carlito, LWO, they're on the ring, and it's like, okay, how did Ray lose the title? 
Carlito says, well, yeah, it's Santos's fault because he left the uh, the brass knuckles in the ring. And then um, Jake Paul uh, got him. Which, yep. it, Paul, with the title, I'm still not happy with at all. Yeah. Like, why does he need? Why does he need the United States Championship? But yeah, anywho, he doesn't. He um, doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Santos he attacks um, Ray Mysterio. You know, basically taking his knee out. Ray had um, had to have uh, knee surgery, so he'll be out for a while. Um, which leads to a match with Carlito versus Santos Escobar, which is what this match was supposed to be um, at Survivor Series. But uh, Santos attacked Carlito backstage, injured him in his arm, but then Dragon Lee stepped up. Um, for those that aren't familiar with Dragon Lee, um, he's actually, he was just recently called up from NXT. Like he was called up rel- relatively quick. Um, mm-hmm. But he's an experienced luchador, so um, definitely check him out. Uh, he's the the brother of Roosh um, from La Faction Ingo Banable in AEW. So that's his mm-hmm. brother for more background oh, wow. on him. Yeah, so um, Dragon Lee, he's awesome. Basically, in this match, it was two luchadors. Um, basically doing what they do. It's like, it, it was great to see that kind of match. And yeah. you could tell they couldn't go totally Lucha crazy. Like, have you ever seen a Lucha match? It is crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, but they were still able to do what they needed to do in a WWE ring and still showcase Lucha. And of course, Santos Escobar pulled out the win. Um, like I said, I'm excited over this heel turn. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes. And I think the WWE ultimately played it right with um, going with a slow build. Yeah. Like they were, you know, because when he turned, it's like it kind of shocked everybody. But, you know, for me, who wanted it to happen, I, I knew it, it was, was coming, perfect. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. 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 For me, I, I'm, I'm going to start by saying this match was a B plus. Actually, I, I'll yeah. give it a B. Um, mm-hmm. And the reason why is I wasn't too familiar. Like, what was the um, the Shaq meme? Like, I wasn't too familiar with his game. Like, that, that's mm-hmm. how I felt. And I left a fan. That's why, like, it gets the B. Um, like you said, I mm-hmm. wish I would have seen more Lucha out of it, but I understand why. Um, yeah. My, my grade would have probably been lower if we had to watch him and Carlito. So they made a mm-hmm. really good decision in having Dragon Lee that, again, mm-hmm. wasn't too familiar with his game. But it, it helped to know that, you know, now I can I have two wrestlers that I can say, you know what, now I'm following. And they're just right. both Lucha's. And mm-hmm. what what was the icing on the cake for me was this wasn't an opener match. They treated this right. match like it mattered. It wasn't mm-hmm. like, oh, this is just some That's right. like mm-hmm. and I understand like somebody would say, Well, what do you mean? This would have if under the the McMahon regime mm-hmm. or their reign, this would have been a pre match. And people wouldn't That's be taking right. it seriously. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, it got absolutely right. it's just due. Um, mm-hmm. Which means when we see this match again for a belt, because I feel like it's it's destined to happen. Like there's no yep. way you can tell me like after seeing that match, you won't see them fight for a title. Mm-hmm. And when it happens, I'll be here waiting. I'm like y'all like to to find one of my favorite wrestlers now on a pay per view that I honestly didn't even expect to watch. Mm-hmm. And 
he put on to me like a a 10 out of 10 match it was just you know a little quirks you know that i couldn't really understand Mm -hmm. but overall Mm -hmm. i i loved it i I loved it it gets a b um because i I can't give them all a's i have to give this one a b Mm -hmm. um for the reasons i said and the length of the match wasn't what i wanted i i wanted a true to form like i think this match was how many it was like like seven minutes long because i'm looking at wiki it was like seven minutes long like they could have gotten Mm -hmm. five more minutes out of that match right yes Yes. And mm-hmm. that and usually we always saying that, oh, these matches go on too long. It's always the bad ones who go on too long. The good right, ones yeah. just like, yo, can, can, we, can we just get five right, more yeah. minutes though? Like yeah. Yeah, give us mm-hmm. that. So again, shout out to Santos, shout out to Dragon Lee. I yeah. Right now we are we are sitting at I think we're still sitting at an A. Like it can only mm-hmm. go up up from here because yeah, it, it's only two more matches. So mm-hmm. what was your what was your grade on that match? Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that. It, it was definitely a B and only because they needed more time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, more time, you definitely would have seen more out of the two of them. Um, yeah. There was a particular moment in the match where um, Santos went for Dragon Lee's mask. And if you know anything about luchadors, it's like you don't touch their mask. So that mm-hmm. added extra heat to Santos Escobar, which is yep. as a heel, that's what you want. You want the heat. So um, definitely good play on his part. So definitely, I, I give it the same grade, a B. Definitely. Yeah. Look at look at this. <sighs> yeah, yeah. I love it. But uh, yeah. Next up, we have the women's world championship. So champion Rio Rio Ripley taking on Zoe Stark. Um. I gave this one a B as well, only because I felt like there were, I felt like there was some awkward moments in the match with Zoe Stark. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Rhea Ripley, first of all, let me say Rhea Ripley is a star. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it, it's crazy. Like, even though she has heat with the fans and she's a heel, it's like, she's a star. Like, yeah. if you ha- look at her look, you look at, her uh, in-ring work. I mean, if you look at her um, on the microphone, like she she has it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like if you're going to be working in the ring with someone who has it, it's like, I almost feel like whoever works with her needs to have it too Yeah. at this point. Like that's how much of a star she really is. Like say for her to face like a Bianca Belair who has it, in my opinion, mm-hmm. or to face an Oscar who has it, an EO Sky who has it, a Charlotte Flair who definitely has it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. those are the women who has it. And I, I think Zoe Stark, she needs a little bit more time before she has it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I think seeing her in, in this match at time looked a little awkward because Rhea Ripley mm-hmm. is just very much on top of her game as, you know, women's world champion. So I definitely gave this match a B. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed the match, but like I said, star versus someone who doesn't really have it yet. It's like you can, you can notice the difference and you gotta be, it's like, you gotta be on, on Rhea's level or at least really, really close to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, at this point. So yeah, I, I give it a B. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same thing. Um 
it, it was a match that, again, not that I wanted, but it still was good. And all the things you said, so mm-hmm. I'll keep it brief. That This match's time could have been the Dragon Lee fight. Like, this one, I right. looked at the mm-hmm. time, this was nine minutes and 15 seconds. That extra two right. minutes would have made a world of a difference for the Dragon Lee fight. And that's not the mm-hmm. knock because like, it's a woman's match or something like that. It was just one of those one-off matches where right. some mm-hmm. something needed to happen with Rhea. Like, we needed to like to remind people that she's a champion because Mm -hmm. she's been truthfully like leading the charge in her own faction and right Mm -hmm. she she hasn't gotten enough attention as champ so she had to just go and remind people Mm -hmm. of why she's right um that's right but but before we get to the main event i I have to say this because it's the perfect segue for this um Nikita can actually go and get cut from the WWE at <laughs> any point. Um, I was watching a video of her coming back. And I think it was the NXT event that she was at. And mm-hmm. she is... I, I think she either must have been black in a, in a previous life or she is trying mm-hmm. her hardest to just be black. And, you know, shout out to Pam. She used to say this stuff when I was like, oh, like, I like Nikita. And I, I didn't believe it. And mind you, my crush on Nikita lasted every bit of, what, two episodes? Uh-huh. <laughs> and it was because I've I've had the, the, the look of, like, her social media. And it's like, bro, like, I just want somebody to comfortably ask, does she want to wrestle? Because when you look at the Rhea Ripley's and the women's roster, that's right. She's not, yeah, she's not going to make it on main roster. And I swore mm-hmm. up and down she she was. She doesn't have the the ring skill. People sh- like people were showing me clips on Twitter, and they're like, "Yeah, Greg, she can't wrestle, bro. She just mm-hmm. is. She's essentially Nia Jax for NXT. She's not. She's mm-hmm. never going to get called up. She might have the. She might get the title once or twice, but." She'll be the girl who comes in for like this year's Royal Rumble, and I think that's what they're saving her for because dude was saying, yeah, like mm-hmm. she tore her ACL. I didn't realize how long it's been since she tore. She tore her ACL in like mm-hmm. the end of twenty twenty one. Yeah, mm-hmm. but she she's doing splits in on the beach and shit like that. We're like, mm-hmm. is she still injured? What what is it? And it's not that she doesn't have the yep. it factor. She is. I'm trying to find the word without being disrespect. She, she's just not a good female wrestler. She's not. She has the the look, like you know, she she's like a white karma. Like she has the aesthetic of like, okay, she's menacing and like people can like she should be able to dominate them. But it's like, oh, she moves slow and it's not fluid. Mm-hmm. Her move set is like terrible. It looks like a bunch of stuff that like if Naomi did it, it would look cool. But since Nikita does it, it's just like ill. Like. She does the the, the yeah. butt smash thing, and she does the split to like pin people. I'm like, you really, this doesn't look good. And then she, yeah, she and has, oh, good. yeah, and as far as like the you know the <coughs> NXT women are concerned, when you have like Tiffany Stratton, who was like getting better by the day, and mm-hmm. then you have uh, NXT women's champion like Lyra Valkyra. Um, yeah, I mean, all of all of the girls who probably came in at the same time she did have far long surpassed her. And yeah. the like, only thing she knows how to do is do, like you said, splits on the beach. And it's like, what kind of career do you plan on having in the WWE? It's like, I, I don't, yeah, she, she's I don't not know. Gonna, she's not going to last long. And I, I hate to be that person because I, 
I want like more female wrestlers to be successful. The issue with her success is her. It's nothing mm-hmm. else. They, they've given her, they've given her a push in her injury. I've never seen this shit. Where it's like, oh, yeah, like, they're promoting her. I'm like, why the fuck are y'all promoting her? We have not seen her wrestle in two years. We, we have not. Emma came back twice since she's been injured. Do you know mm-hmm. twice? That is crazy to me. That is yeah. crazy. Um, uh, what's her name? Lacey Evans. She's now doing OnlyFans, showing feet photos and shit. Like all the women who had all the fucking potential, they realized that okay, they can make money being a socialite. And I just mm-hmm. wish Nikita would just get to that point because I don't want to be the bearer mm-hmm. of bad news. But between her not being a good wrestler, not having mic skills, and she wants to call herself the lioness, and it's like like that. In twenty twenty three, female wrestling having like a stick like that. It's not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to work. And the reason why I say that is ask Natalia. Natalia is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer for sure. And it's yeah. not because like she like of the accolades. It's just because she's been there so fucking long. I, I, mm-hmm. I know she's going to be like, well, she's done so much. She's done so much because she's been there so fucking long. When you've been somewhere for, I think Natalia's been there since what? 2010? So she, yeah, I believe so. So she's, she's been in the wwe so long that we've gone from watching her on tv to watching her in just like other avenues but when it comes to nikita i'm like i can't figure out like what's the the need for her like where would she fit and even with nxt because i've been checking that out and i was like just watching clips all day because i've been getting ready for the show i can't see her fitting in nxt right now Right. Like, mm-hmm. she, she, she doesn't have a place because one, I don't think her heart's in wrestling. Let, let, let's just mm-hmm. be completely honest here. I think the wrestling was a way for her to, you know, she's always been a, a skilled fighter and a, like a kickboxer. She was trying to mm-hmm. figure out how to like facilitate that. The issue is mm-hmm. wrestling's not that because you'll have more injuries from the kickboxing than you would learning to wrestle. She hasn't learned how to wrestle. So uh, again, just because I don't want to harp on her too long because I, I wanted to pivot from this to Jada. And the reason why I wanted to bring this up right before the main event because you know, now I think it's the perfect time. Mm-hmm. Jada has been getting absolute shit for the past two, three weeks about people mm-hmm. saying, oh, she can't wrestle. She can't do this thing. She has to learn. You know, she never had a real match. She had squash matches and shit like that. And my thing is, Look at some of the women that y'all prop eight, you know, prop up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then look at where mm-hmm. Jane c- not only could be, but where she will be. You don't even mm-hmm. have to look at, you don't even have to look at the women because I, I don't, I don't want to like just focus on that. Goldberg was essentially Jade. That's right. Mm-hmm. Like, That's if, we, right. if we could, if we could talk like that, mm-hmm. like there's a laundry list of Ryback. Um, oh, yes. I, Ryback. He didn't even have mm-hmm. a, I don't even think he had a finishing move until like a year into his tenure at WWE. He was mm-hmm. just doing the pump it up thing and he would run up and punch you. Roman, right. for example, everybody gives Roman all the accolades for the three moves that he does. Cool. Great. So he, he has the, he has the Goldberg. If you're creating a player on WWE 2024, he has Goldberg's mm-hmm. move set. He has edges finisher and he ends up having mm-hmm. the, the skill ring set. Of, um, I'm trying to think of the other dude who did like like Taz because like Taz mm-hmm. has that that swag of Roman too. So I'm like, okay, that's Roman. But 
I won't say he's one dimensional, but we, we prop up all these people. But then mm-hmm. when I was reading the shit about Jade, I didn't even want to make it a, a, a black thing or a white thing or a woman versus man thing. To me, it was like people were shitting on her. But then mm-hmm. saying, oh, well, we can't wait for um, Maggie the Stallion because that was the nickname I've been trying to figure out for about <laughs> two months. Um, they, they've been right. propagating her. And I was like, oh, what's her finishing move? And they said, oh, mm-hmm. it's, the, the, it's the split squash. I was like, that, that's, that's what? It's a, mm-hmm. it's a, like, <laughs> so you're laying on the ground and she just jumps on you? And like, yeah, she jumps on your ribs right. and she ends the match. No. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, yo. So... Again, there are certain groups, and they know who they are because I've been in those groups, and I've removed like some of the groups I've been on in WWE for Facebook. Well, not just WWE, mm-hmm. but wrestling on Facebook because it's a cesspool of men who just they, they have their favorites and they shit on everybody else. Mm-hmm. They, they, they don't have an opportunity to say, but they've hated Jade since AEW. And they mm-hmm. haven't figured out why they don't hate her. So it took mm-hmm. one article for what it wasn't Cornette. I forgot who it was who had said it was that Dave Meltzer. It was Meltzer, right? Mm-hmm. And you know he was shitting on Jade because he his favorite wrestlers aren't getting the push that they're supposed to be getting from NXT. He has his favorites, and the reason why they aren't getting pushes because they just they don't have big ticket value. And mm-hmm. I know it's going to sound crazy, but it's the truth. The WWE. Like when it comes to Raw and SmackDown, they don't need any filler women. They don't need any filler. They need the women who are going to replace Becky Lynch if she has another kid. Charlotte, mm-hmm. when she finally says she needs mm-hmm. to get the fuck up out of there. Oscar, when yeah. she decides, you know what? I'm going home, which that feels like it's going to happen very soon as well. I'll, I'll talk about that on another day. But with what NXT needs to do, and they've been doing it well, is putting women in the position to go to that next step. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest people tying it back to um, Maggie Stallion is they put her in that position and she's failed them at every opportunity. Someone would say, mm-hmm. oh, it's because she's been injured. It's like, no, when you look at who she's fought, she's never fought anybody. She, she doesn't fight people who matter when she is right. healthy and she injures herself wrestling. It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't make sense. But again, Jade gets so much hell for doing the one thing that you would hope that your favorite wrestler does when they start in a new faction. Train mm-hmm. to work with the people that she's going to work with. When you start a new right. job, we've we've all started a new job. You don't go mm-hmm. in there from day one knowing all the shit. So why are we mm-hmm. giving Jade like, flack for that? It just it, it doesn't make sense. But I'm telling you this now, everybody's going to be eating crow because mm-hmm. even though, you know, they're going to have so many matches with her and Charlotte, and they're going to be for a title and shit. It's going to be, and st- stop me if I'm being facetious and saying this, you're going to see a hell of a lot of comparisons of Rock and Triple H, Rock and Austin. It's going to mm-hmm. be like that with her and Charlotte, because mm-hmm. they're, you, you already know last year they started removing some of her title reigns and saying that certain ones didn't count. Because she was up at like, I think she was at 19. At one point, mm-hmm. she already she had been surpassed her father. Now I think she's at like 13, 14, because they removed mm-hmm. her. So what's going to happen is Jade may never get to 13, 14. She's definitely going to be a, I see, 6, 7. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I see that is because there's enough talent in her finger, in her finger that he's so much like 
better off. She's box office. And I can see that. Yeah. You don't, you don't yeah. get that. You don't get that often. So mm-hmm. the fact that we know like next year for Survivor Series, she's going to be in that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's going to dominate that. Elimination Chamber. Yeah. She's going to be in that. Well, actually, no, she probably won't yeah. be in Elimination Chamber. Well, is it Elimination Chamber in February or is it in, I think it's, no, it's not. It's after Mania. Uh, it is. Yep. It's after Mania for yeah, sure. Yeah, because backlash is February. So mm-hmm. whenever Elimination Chamber comes, she probably won't be in that. And she gonna, if she doesn't win a title for WrestleMania and they just have her as like the teaser match and shit like that, like, oh yeah, this is her introduction match, WrestleMania, she's mm-hmm. not trained up enough, cool. But you got her coming out now. Then you got the Rock's daughter coming in right behind her in uh, what, another year or so? She's gonna be ready. Like they say she's ready now. I don't believe it. I think she needs another year. But mm-hmm. then you have the other women from NXT that they gonna get their call ups for Royal Rumble and they gonna look good. Um, yeah, but but ultimately it's like who can they keep? Um, who was the woman who everybody was clamoring over? She was at Royal Rumble and she came in. I think she had come in from was it AEW or TNA? Um, the the white woman I want to call. I don't know why I call her Sonya Blade. That's uh, Mortal Kombat, right? But um, you you know who I'm talking about. We see her sparingly, like. She, I think she's tagging with somebody else right now. White blonde woman, but she came from another faction. I want to say she was the TNA champion. She was either a TNA champion or it wasn't AEW. And I'm thinking the doctor, but it's not the doctor. She wrestled just like um, the doctor from AEW. I cannot remember her fucking name, but long long story less long, she was one of the entrants, like the surprise entrants for the Royal Rumble I want to say it was 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was a surprise entrant. I'm like, oh shit. And she came out. She, I think she got eliminated by Beth Phoenix or something. And she hasn't really done anything since. Um, mm-hmm. And when I say, I, like, I'll let you get yourself up for the next fight because I, I want to get her name for sure. But I guess what I'm attempting to say is y'all need to start putting some respect on Jade's name and y'all need yep. to stop acting. Like she, she ain't going to be the person that you're going to see men and women have the merch for, because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm telling right. you this, I'm telling you this now, remember this day, remember this episode where I said, we're going to see comparisons of rock and triple H. We're going to see the, the rock and Austin like comparisons because she box office now and hasn't, she hasn't stepped in the ring. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, People are talking about her more than they were talking about, you know, the people at the, you know, the end of this, you know, recap that we're doing. So there's that. Mm-hmm. But I, I want y'all to eat y'all words when the, you know, Maggie Thee Stallion finally realizes that she don't want to wrestle no more. She, she mm-hmm. wants to be an uh, uh, Instagram honey. There's more money in that for her. That's like the, you know, college basketball players who get the NIL contracts. It's like, do I really want to? Go to the league, or do I just want to make this money here? Because it's more money for right. for now. But uh, again, um, just to get back to that that match really quick, to give my grade, I did say a B, and I think you said a B as well, right? So we're sitting mm-hmm. at two A's, two B's, leading into yep. the the final match. I'm gonna let you get to it. Yeah, and um, right before we we leave on mm-hmm. Jay Cargill. Um, I, I do want to say I, I definitely agree with everything, especially because when Jay became a free agent, I mean, the buzz around her was 
crazy, okay? And another thing people need to understand is that the AEW system and the WWE system are two totally different things. People need to understand that first and foremost. So when when you see uh, Triple H at the press conference say that, that, you know, they need to work with her a little bit longer, she's learning a whole new system. Like you, like you said, like you don't come into a new job and hit the ground running. You need to be trained. You know what I'm saying? You, you have the skills, but in order to understand how the culture and how things are done on, you know, a new company, you need to learn that. And that takes time. So, I mean, yeah, Jay, Jay is a, a star already. Like her mm-hmm. look is, is crazy. So I can't wait to see her at a major uh, public live event in whatever, you know, outfit she comes out in. Like, I can't wait to see that at all. But moving on to the men's war game match. Um, this war games match had, uh, of course, Cody Rhodes, um, the world champion, Seth Rollins, Jay Uso and Sami Zayn versus uh, Judgment Day, which is uh, Damian Priest, Finn Balor, Dirty Dom, uh, JD McDonough, and also uh, a sprinkle in of Drew McIntyre. Uh, of course, him and uh, Rhea Ripley made a backroom deal, and you know he's in the match now. But who we were really waiting for to return was Randy Orton, the Viper. So of course, you know, nothing, nothing stays secret for too long as far as returns, except for one, but we'll, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we saw the return of Randy Orton, who was out for pretty much a year due to, um, I believe it was a back injury. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And of course, you know, back injuries, neck injuries, those are, pretty serious and depending on how bad they are they can be career ending almost so you know he i think he had to have some fusions in his back and they were mentioning in um i think either during a match or on raw he had to train differently so you kind of have to switch things up when you have those kind of injuries but randy orton looked awesome and of course the pop was crazy so i think we're all glad to have him back um, the last time we saw him, he was teaming up with um, Matt Riddle, who, of course, is not here anymore. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, just Randy Orton back on a solo tip. So um, I think it'd be interesting to see how Triple H books him, because I think that's one thing to look for, how uh, how he works as Triple H leading creative. So that's the yeah. difference. He. Oh, when he left, it was under Vince, and now he's coming back under Triple H with creative. So um, let's see how that plays out. But yeah, I think the fellas did a great job in this. Um, I think having Randy can't come in when he did um, set the mood even more because it allowed him to ease back into it. He didn't take too many bumps. That RKO on JD McDonough off the cage was a number another <laughs> moment setter. In, in the match so yeah you got another highlight reel and he didn't you know do too much even back in um and of course jay uso he worked well with everybody in the ring you know this storyline of him you know trying to get back into everybody's good graces you know so i think i like where jay uso is in this because he's showing he can stand alone apart from um jimmy uso 
Yeah. So he, you can't just look at Jay Uso and say, yeah, he's just a part of a tag team. Like, no, he can stand on his own. And I really want to see him um, pursue a title going forward. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think he would, as over as he is, I think he would be great as a champion. Um, maybe, I guess, maybe uh, an intercontinental at, at some point, you know, maybe one of those, or maybe a U.S. title, or um, eventually the world title. Like, who knows? Like, I, I definitely want to see more of him with a title. Um, but of course, um, the team of Cody Rose, Jay Uso, Randy Orton, and Seth Rollins, and J- uh, Sami Zayn pulled out that win. So um, I give this men's war games a match. Um, I was very happy with what I saw. I was very entertained. Um, like I said, it was great spots in this match. I don't think there was really a dull moment or some awkward moments in this match. It's like everybody played their part and bounced off each other um, yeah. energy and move wise. So I, I give it an A for sure. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I have to give it an A as well. Um, but since, since I gave it an A, that means I have to give a plus to the women's match because I, I feel like with them setting the tone, yes, they mm-hmm. both get an A, but the women's match, it, it had more moments. Um, the moment right. of mm-hmm. Randy without Randy would have made that match be a B, uh, even B mm-hmm. just because. So I, I'm going to upgrade from an A to an A plus for the women. I'm going to give the guys an A as I still think, like you said, everything's right. Mm-hmm. But, but like, Damn, so we got what? A, 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 B, B. And like B's, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so right now with the, the grading of this this card, it still ends up being, what? I think I wouldn't call it an A minus. I'm still going to give it an A because the matches right. themselves were quality. Like all mm-hmm. even the B matches were quality. This right. still gets a solid A for me um, because of other moments as well. And mm-hmm. we'll... I'm, I'm gonna let you put it into the space because <laughs> yeah, <I'm not> <laughs> so <laughs> okay, so uh, the war, the men's war games match ends. Um, everybody's about to pack up and go home, and then all of a sudden, you see the graphic. Now, just a reminder of where we're at. We're in Chicago, Illinois, so. The possibilities, I think everybody wanted that possibility to be there, but it didn't happen. Well, it happened Saturday night. The return Mm -hmm. of CM Punk. When that music hit, I was like, whoa. (laughs) Yeah, I thought hell froze over. I was like, wow. Like, and then CM Punk walks out. I was like, yo. To say I... I, Right. Like, no, no one knew. It's like, like you said, being in Chicago, everybody's chanting CM Punk. People have been chanting CM Punk ever since he left, every time they go to Chicago. And it's like, look, mm-hmm. he's not coming back. Well, he came back. I don't know what amends, what bridges he had to mend to come back, but he's back. So when that music hit, Chicago was litty all around. And I can only imagine what Chicago looked like after that show was totally over. Like, I mean, I know everybody was just hyped leaving mm-hmm. the arena. Like, 
yeah, CM Punk is back. Um, and actually, interesting story about CM Punk before we get more into that. Um, Fightful Select actually reported that Brian Danielson was a part of a, um, I guess, a committee that voted to uh, fire CM Punk. Mm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So that I guess we can table that for another episode because we'll definitely have to get into that. Um, wow, now that yeah, that's new news <laughs> for me. That's crazy. yeah, yeah. So an act, he's active on the roster, and yet he had that kind of backstage role. Uh, yeah, like I said, we can definitely table that for the next show. But yeah, CM Punk, he's back in Chicago. He did like maybe a 10 minute walkthrough. And I mean, mm-hmm. the place exploded, like exploded. And then also there were little clips coming out from the fans on Twitter saying how, you know, Seth Rollins was kind of like, you know, trying to throw, trying to throw shade at him. Trying to, it's like you see a storyline brewing when you see it, right? Exactly. Like, <laughs> You know, okay, they get get ready to feud for a little bit, which I I really wouldn't mind. You know, um, yeah, I I wouldn't mind that at all. I guess I would like to see kind of how they plan to build it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, like, don't just kind of throw CM Punk back into a title picture. Like, nah, because after all, after all the mess he talked about WWE, that's why I thought the possibility would never happen of him coming back. I mean, yeah. and, he, and, and, you know, like you said in the group chat, maybe it was a Vince thing. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, like I said, I never thought he was coming back, but yeah, shout out to CM Punk and Triple H. Uh, I guess they, you know, they handled it like men and decided to do <laughs> yeah, what was best made So, <laughs> right. You know, so, <laughs> Uh yeah, shout out to them and and let's see let's see how this happens. So I, I know you for sure definitely excited about this. So yeah, tell I them am. how you feel about that. Yeah, I I don't get too excited about a lot of things, but I, I spoke at volumes about the um, the AEW situation and how he was treated, mm-hmm. but I I didn't have context. And other people had said, oh well, he, he needs structure. Um, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. one, one thing about CM Punk that I, I do agree with about the structure is he's always felt scorned about how it ended at WWE because mm-hmm. he hasn't been successful since when I say successful, mm-hmm. like he, he's mm-hmm. been a failed project everywhere he's been since, mm-hmm. the, you know, since WWE, um, people fail to realize like he was over in UFC failing, <laughs> like he, mm-hmm. he what mm-hmm. is classified a failure in a lot of cases. So we, we have to like, you know, speak volumes to that. Um, but as somebody who is a fan of CM Punk and I've been a mm-hmm. fan of CM Punk, I still have my merch from WrestleMania 30, you know, because of mm-hmm. CM Punk, my, my, my I'm, I'm trying to think of the term, my, my need for like the stone cold edge of wrestling I can't Mm -hmm. get from anybody else but CM Punk. Others have tried and they failed because Mm -hmm. like 
you, you, you don't get that much heat and that much love simultaneously. CM Punk does, right? right? And mm-hmm. what I love the most about CM Punk is the fact that he atones for like his failures. He's atoned for UFC. Um, he's right. atoning now for WWE. And I don't know what they've done contract-wise behind the scenes, but he seems to be humbled because mm-hmm. th- whatever went wrong with them got fixed. Almost like they sat right. across the table from each other and was like, oh, well, you've edged your grievances out against us to AW and to UFC and all these things. Like, what was it? And we all know what the fuck it was. It was Vince. <laughs> so mm-hmm. Vince mm-hmm. being gone now was like the, the perfect opportunity, which would make someone yep. think, okay, well, was Punk lashing out and doing the shit he was doing to intentionally be fired from AEW because he mm-hmm. knew he wanted to go back? Mm-hmm. That's, again, my personal conspiracy theory. However, to mm-hmm. wrap up my, my statement, I'm looking forward to them doing right by CM Punk. And when I say doing right mm-hmm. by CM Punk, just you don't have to put a belt on him. Just give him right. the, the, the proper... Like, not even matches. Just give him the proper like treatment, merch, and dice mm-hmm. and stuff like that. He, he's all—it felt like he's right. always been pushed to the side by the, the old guys, like Cena mm-hmm. and Batista. It was always like, "Yo, what the fuck?" Like he's carrying the goddamn, right. you know, he's mm-hmm. carrying this brand That's right true. now. And y'all are putting all the old men, even Brock. It was like, bro, like he had to go and get with Paul Heyman in order to get a push again. That was crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. What, what what I'll try to land by saying like CM Punk they he has to do right so we let's you know give him some self accountability as well he has to do right mm-hmm. and when I say has to yes. meaning like he has he has to not fuck this up don't be the mm-hmm. guy that everybody's expecting be the guy that nobody know like yo like he he's coming in this bitch knowing what the fuck he wants and mm-hmm. he he's going to enjoy the fruits of his labor as a result then you know just to you know close out Roman. Your days are numbered, bro. Um, because <laughs> if, I mean, Randy's bag, CM Punk is bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Also, also, he has no excuses. He's healthy. Roman is healthy, mm-hmm. and he's beat everybody. However, he's beat everybody in unconvincing matches that have buried everybody else. You don't bring mm-hmm. these people back. And have them buried. But you also don't have mm-hmm. CM Punk feud with Cody. Because you're not going to bury two faces after mm-hmm. they have to either fight Roman or they lose to Roman. You, you, they bury mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre. I don't know what the fuck Drew's doing these days. I'm like, what the f- What happened, right. bro? Like, like it, mm-hmm. it just sucks. Um, and God rest his soul, like, Bray Wyatt. Like, I think the, mm-hmm. the, the death of Bray made them realize, made WWE realize, like, yo, like, we have to start capitalizing on these guys. When I say capitalizing, like, yep. utilizing them for their value now. They didn't see the value in Bray because they were so hyped up about Roman, who was doing less than nothing. So, like, legacy-wise, when we think about Bray Wyatt's return, kind of like how Cody's return, how Sting's, yeah. ret- you know, initial mm-hmm. come out, you know, cup up and CM Punk, Cena, Rock, like you've had all these people come back, and honestly, the last three hundred and sixty-five days, can you you mm-hmm. know how crazy that shit is? And, and yeah, in the last calendar year, we've had 
Undertaker come back to NXT for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. We've had yep. We had Edge come back and leave. We had Cody come back. We got CM Punk come back. You got Jade mm-hmm. coming. We've got Brock having to return with the Mr. Miyagi hair and everything like that. We've had The mm-hmm. Rock come back and not feud with Roman. <clears throat> and it's almost like he knew, like the writing was on the wall, if I feud with him right now, like they're going to either try to bury me mm-hmm. or make him like make me pass the torch. So he's like, nah, I ain't going to do that. Because th- there's too many people. They they did the Cody thing wrong with Roman, and they've done everything wrong since. And when you look at everybody else outside of Co- uh, Cody, they they don't even have the same lore anymore. Um, Finn mm-hmm. Balor, I-, I said this, and I hated the fact that I said it because I know it's true. He has not been the same guy. He has he has yeah. not been the same guy since that match. One since that match, and two, he doesn't even look like the the top three people in his faction. That mm-hmm. that's crazy mm-hmm. when Damian Priest is like the three and you are the four. It's mm-hmm. crazy to think about that shit. So what what I what I hope and not just hope, but what I expect out of CM Punk is honestly just stay in the course. Like mm-hmm. stay in the course, like wrestle your matches. I don't need him in a big storyline. Because whatever storyline right. he's gonna be in, cool. Like if you want him and Seth for five, you know, four or five pay-per-view, give it to me. I, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm absolutely mm-hmm. okay with that. You can even give me the storyline about the, the Nexus versus, you know, like when, you know, he beat Cena <laughs> with the Nexus. Like, bring yeah, all that shit uh-huh. back up. Like, I, re- I remember all these things. Just yeah. don't don't feed him to somebody who don't need it. Like, mm-hmm. the, the matches I can see him in, like, say he, he, he fights Roman. Actually, I don't even think they're going to give him Roman first. I don't. I don't think they're going to. I don't what I think, think so. Yeah. What, what I think. What I think they'll do is he'll, he'll go in the Royal Rumble and he'll lose, right? And then mm-hmm. he, you know, he's going to go to WrestleMania and he he doesn't need to win a match at WrestleMania. That's what's so crazy. Everybody's expecting him to win. All our faves can't win. We're not going to get a pay per view right. where Roman loses the title, Seth keeps the title, CM Punk mm-hmm. <laughs> um, wins the match, and Cody wins. It's not going to happen. Right. So. What my expectation is, and this is uh, a long shot, but anything is possible with the WWE. I see CM Punk going at Gunther. And they have a few. Mm. Culminating yeah. in WrestleMania for the match, and Gunther still wins. But either way, they can, go, either way, they can say, okay, we're not going to put a belt on CM Punk because we want him to have Rome, uh, either Roman or Seth mm-hmm. next, right? But they, they want that mm-hmm. to build. Because right now, if you just feed him Seth, it, it's going to look fabricated. And all that, that build up of, well, maybe Seth really doesn't like him coming back and shit. Like, let mm-hmm. that build. Like, let that go past Royal Rumble and shit like that. Let him go and win a number one contenders match against Gunther or some shit like that, right? Or mm-hmm. Gunther and his crew, they start some shit with CM Punk. They enter, like, he's on the mic and all of a sudden he comes, you know, Gunther and his goons come out. And they're like, well, you just got back here, but for the last 400-something days, I've been the you know, the champion here. I've been holding this company down while you left and everything. And people are like, oh, shit, I wasn't expecting Like, me talking about this got me excited for that type of right. fight with So yeah. you have that be a match at WrestleMania. Then you have Seth and, honestly, I don't know who Seth can fight, but it just has to be a match where he, he loses or... Because if anybody loses at Mania, it would be him um, for the title. Because, again, like, I, I feel like they're just going to let Roman get past Royal Rumble. And then 
SmackDown is going to, not SmackDown, um, SummerSlam is going to be where he loses the shit, right? Um, because at that point, we got Brock coming back, which again, who, who's saying he don't interfere at, uh, what's it? I think no, because you told me that he closed a chapter on that. He doesn't ever want to fight Roman again, mm-hmm. right? So right. they closed mm-hmm. a chapter on that shit, so that won't ever happen again. Which is sad because it's like, yo, we were all tired of it after the eleventh time that it happened. But he finally said, you know what? I'm tired of the shit too, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Gunther CM Punk is a match. Jade and can Jade and I think it'll be Jade and Becky, uh, Becky Lynch. I don't think it'll be Jade and Charlotte because um, I think yeah, because I think yeah, yeah, because I think Becky can kind of work around Jade exactly for a little bit. You know, yeah. yeah. And then they'll they'll do a Bianca Belair fight with um I don't want to see her in Charlotte again, but we're gonna have to. Um mm-hmm. but it has, it has to be a one on one because she has to redeem herself from didn't she lose the belt in the triple threat match where it was her, Oscar and Charlotte and she lost the belt in that yeah. match. Yeah. So Yeah, because Eos guy cashed in, yeah. 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 So that would be a good redemption match. Hey, like because what the Charlotte does she have the belt? I can't remember. Like no, uh, no, it's Eos guy. So yeah, yeah that. Mm-hmm. So who? Somebody would lose it at back. No, she can't lose it at backlash. Eos guy would. They would never do that. Would kind of fuck up their their market over in Japan. So yeah, that would. Mm, they're they're going to do a fucking another triple threat match. They, they're going to do. A, they're going to do a triple threat match with Bianca Belair, or they'll do a like a Hell in a Cell or like a fatal four-way type of match where it's going to be four women. Anybody can win the title. And it, it makes everybody look good. Like Charlotte looks good. She comes out clean. Bianca comes out clean. Whoever's the champion comes out clean. And that's fine because the highlight is going to be Jade and CM Punk for that that mm-hmm. night. Was it night one or whatever? Because they're going to get CM Punk out there like they did Austin. Night one, your ass get out there at fucking 10, you know, 10, 20. You tell somebody, I'm calling their ass out. And, you know, anybody who wants to step to me and then Gunther's ass comes out or something like that. Like anything can happen. Um, I'm trying to think of some other matches. I don't know who has the tag titles anymore because I, I don't think they really give a fuck about the tag titles anymore. Um, is it still? Because, um, God, what is his fucking name? Yeah, it's um, um, Judgment Day. So it's um, Damian Priest and um, Finn Balor. Okay, so nobody that'll be a night one match anyway. So fuck that. Um, actually, they'll probably lose that shit on SmackDown, and <laughs> we're just like, all right, cool. They lost the fucking belts. There won't be a match for Royal Rumble, and then they'll be the the opener. Um, they'll come before the Andre the Giant Challenge because don't nobody want to see that shit, right? Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to think. Maybe, maybe Jay Uso versus Seth. Um, mm-hmm. I, I see. I see that being a, a really solid match and it all, cause he, he can't just be a face forever. He, he has to like Jay Uso has to kind of like still have that, that in his system. Right. So that would be a good match for me. Um, we said Jade, uh, we said Becky, we talked about like, I don't think Oscar was, she probably, if she's in that match, she's going to like, if she's in WrestleMania, it'll be one of those, the, the typical eight, the eight woman over the rope challenge that they have. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I don't like that, but I mean, as long as we can see our favorites, right? Um, the Miz, I will honestly, I, I would love to see him fight again, just not for a belt. I just want to see him just like do what he normally does. He hosts WrestleMania and 
he's been a good host last two, you know, I think he's done it two years in a row. Like, have him be the host and give him a match against somebody, but have it be somebody who's coming back. Like, who's coming back? Or who who needs a match that would be entertaining? Like a Drew McIntyre, he would him and Miz would be a good match. Um, I haven't seen New Day in forever, so that's that on that. Um, yeah, I think they're further down on the card. Like um, I don't, yeah. they're not really doing too much. Yes, I I don't I honestly don't know. I I, I can't see too many people. <laughs> in my personal opinion, mm-hmm. like you know. When it comes to WrestleMania, like th- there's gonna be a lot of good matches, but if this is the bar when it comes to like what's to come, Royal Rumble is gonna have to knock it out the fucking park. Mm-hmm. Like, and when yeah. I say they gonna have to knock it out of the park, um, I don't want Roman to be the main event. I I'd rather it be the fucking the men's Royal Rumble and have Roman be the, the match before that or the opening match because. Now that title doesn't hold the prestige to just be the main event every card. Mm-hmm. He can open right. that. He can open the goddamn card and then go back on vacation for all we give a fuck. Because we already know. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Y'all just want to keep giving him the belt. Cool. Let him be the first two, three matches of the night, and then we can get to the entertainment. Because eventually, well, actually, I don't say eventually. Because now people are starting to talk like, oh, like, do we really even give a fuck about that that belt? Thank God for Triple H right. adding the second belt because people mm-hmm. were telling him, yo, like. Really? Him with two belts? He's holding up the revenue. Mm-hmm. And y'all are paying yeah. him. So, again, like, Roman, I'm so glad I lasted through the entire pandemic. I think we all lasted through the entire pandemic, all saying that, you know what? It went from being entertaining and we liked the storyline to mm-hmm. even the people that are a part of the storyline are bored with the storyline. When Jay right. Uso was like, yeah, like, I gotta do something else because. I mean, for four years out of your career that you could be propping yourself up to be an individual singles like wrestler, like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to help my cousin out. <laughs> I'm going to just mm-hmm. be up under his wing for four years to the point where we feuded twice because he's run out of people to feud with. Like, what? Right. So, yeah, again, this is a, I don't know if they have a December pay-per-view or are they doing the whole day one thing again where they have a pay-per-view January 1? Yeah, I think they're doing, I think they're doing that again. Okay. Well, if that's the case, I'm I'm all for that too. Like, I, I'm completely fine with that. If that's the route that they do decide to go, um, all mm-hmm. I ask, all I ask though, is whenever they do day one, introduce like the people that need to be coming from NXT at day one. Like, don't separate mm-hmm. the shit. Like, we we need more NXT people. I know it seems like the roster's loaded, but it's heavy at the top. Like it's very heavy at the top. Santos is going to need somebody from NXT to fight. I I I swear he needs that. Um, when uh, what's what's the the homeboy Bianca Belair's husband? Like I, I still believe he needs to be an individualist. He needs to be like just him. He needs to feud with mm-hmm. um with, with Pam's favorite guy. What what's what's the dude that y'all like? Um, oh, Carmelo Hayes. Yeah, yeah, like. That, that, that's a fucking WrestleMania match. That's a day. Now that'll be a day two match for me. Cause that like everything mm-hmm. can be day one. That'll be a day two. But yeah, again, kudos to triple H kudos to WWE minus Vince McMahon. Um, the only thing I can say that they can, I don't mind if they like give it up is the, the UFC looking post game interviews and shit like that. 
Like, mm-hmm. it's cool, but it doesn't have to be every card. Like, give, give it some allure. Like, Survivor Series, I understood because it was fire, but, like, mm-hmm. s- save it for the big ones. Royal Rumble, um, SummerSlam, Mania, maybe yeah. Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber. But every card doesn't need it. I didn't need a Crown Royal one. I didn't need to hear about right. Jake Paul. Like, fuck him. Like, what? Like, uh, again, mm-hmm. oh my god, actually, let, let, let's, let's land the show with that. Because I would love to hear from you who hates the fact that he has this belt now. Who would he fight at WrestleMania? I, I have no idea because it's like I, I don't care for him at all. So it's like <laughs> I, I, I don't, I've never wanted him to have this title. It, it upset me terribly when he won. It's like, for well, what? Yeah. And you, and you haven't really seen him since then. Yep. On TV. You know, it, like, I, I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I've been a fan all my life. I'm not in the business, but it's like it, stuff like that just never makes sense to me. It's like, yeah. what are you really gaining by doing this? You already have it on a Hall of Famer, Rey Mysterio. So it's like, mm-hmm. you're, you're not really, you don't need to elevate the title. You didn't need somebody like a, a like Paul to, elevate the title in any way you have it on a hall of Famer. and mm-hmm. it's not one of those titles that really needs elevation i mean it's already a classic title this is one of those titles that's been around since the territory days yep you know what i'm saying so it's like for what but before i ultimately land land a plane cm punk for for a brief moment because mm-hmm. you said there were two different things that you mentioned that I definitely want to touch on one being stability, mm-hmm. right? CM Punk in AEW was never going to end well for, for maybe two reasons. Mm-hmm. One AEW does not have a solid leadership. They didn't have of that Vince McMahon. And, and yeah. I say that because Vince did not let his talent run over him you want to leave he'll fire you he'll let you go whatever he he was not one of those to play around with in that way tony khan is not like that at all okay so to hear about some of the backstage things that cm punk was getting into maybe possibly punking tony khan i'm not surprised by that at all because CM yeah. Punk it was once upon a time a WWE guy, and he was once an indie guy. So he has that experience of being in the business for so long. And like I said, being in the WWE for so long, he learned a lot along the way. So it's like, if you're not one of those to hold and stand on business, then you're, CM Punk's going to run right over you. So that's one for stability. Like nobody was there to really say, no, it's like this, boom, 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 or you can roll. Which leads me to the second issue that I've always had with AEW. And I ain't gonna rant about this for too long. We can say this for another show. Yeah. You're you're calling over ex WWE stars just to I guess say you did it to build your brand, but you don't know what to do with them. And this is why I call AEW a WCW 2.0, because this is the same thing that Eric Bischoff did. This was straight out of the Eric Bischoff playbook. 
you had folks like a Kevin Nash and a Scott Hall who were straight up sharks. And I, in my opinion, took full advantage of WCW financially and every single way because nobody stood up to them as like, nah, we're not doing that. Mm-hmm. Right? You had the likes of Hogan coming in doing the same thing. Um, you had, you know, Eric Bischoff going after Bret Hart, didn't know what to do with Bret Hart at all. So this is, it's all tying in together. This is why I've always said, if you, even if you listen to the Melanin Matt, I call it WCW 2.0. It's the same mm-hmm. playbook, same MO, and it never works. And this is the classic point of it blowing up in Tony Khan's face. Like, you didn't know what to do with a CM Punk. You didn't know what to do with him at all. Like, CM Punk looked horrible over there. He was botching moves. It's like, what is going on? Like, nobody stayed on top of him. He was able to just, you know, run his mouth and, you know, pop off whenever he wanted to. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's one thing. And then, two, it's like, yeah, he knows, okay, I'm back in WWE. I really hope that he does stay you know focused and not get into the bull because you know yeah Vince isn't there anymore but Triple H they call him Papa H but he I'm sure he's not taking mess from nobody either like don't try to play Triple H on that level it's it's not gonna happen so yeah I definitely wanted to call that out before we land the plane um yeah I think and I think we can Landed there. Uh, great show. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Next episode, we, you know, Greg won't go on the long. It's just been a while. It's, it's been a while. We need to chop it yeah. up. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I cannot wait for the next episode. We need to get to tech. So the black techies, this is the, yes. <laughs> the wrestling episode. Um, if you want to talk tech, uh, we need to take Nikita's phone. So that that's the moral of the tech for the week. Take <laughs> take her take her social media. Um, yes. Yeah. So thank y'all for all listening. Uh, we will. I, mm-hmm. I think we should try to do another episode next week. So, but yes. I know you have the move and everything. So when you do have time, like, let's do that because we definitely have to catch definitely. up on a lot of the stuff before right. the end of the year. So mm-hmm. uh, until next episode, y'all. We'll see you later. Peace. Yeah. Peace and love, y'all. Peace. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 